it's really lucky. I had one of those launches where straight out of the gate, it just sold. I think our first launch, we sold about 123 places on the course. And I was very much that um, example of validate the idea and then write the course later. So that very first course, every week, I was like writing that lesson. (laughs) Welcome to the Chill Mom Boss Show, where your best mom life starts here. Welcome to the Chill Mamba Show, and I'm your host, Michelle Hahn. Um, if you're tuning in today, you're in for a treat because I have with me Louise Glendon, who's a creator of Click Love Grow, an online photography school designed to help women and moms fall in love with their cameras and take photos they love. But get this, besides talking about taking great photos, we will also be asking Louise on how she grew her Facebook group to a group of 27,000 engaged women. Because we all know growing, um, you know, building a community around a business is good business sense. So before um, I ramble any further, so let's bring Louise up and let her introduce herself to you. Hi, Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, so how did you get started? That is a great question. So I was actually in the military for 13 years, which sounds crazy. Um, Even I think back and think, what? But I really loved, um, I was in the Australian Air Force, and I had my kids in the Air Force, and they were really supportive and great. But I kind of reached that point, which I think happens to a lot of mums, is that I was in the military, which is a little bit competitive and you have a promotion path set out for you. And because I had my kids, I was always in this struggle between do I go on my promotion courses, do I leave my kids and do these career advancing things, or do I stay home and be the mum that I really want to be? And so I wasn't really able to reach the level of success that I wanted in my career while being the mum that I wanted to be. So I was dealing with that conflict and which I'm sure so many people can relate to. Um, And so we had an opportunity to go to the US. My husband went over and did a training course there and I kind of worked from home a little bit, but I had the kids at home and it was this, this opportunity where I had a lot of time on my hands aside from my kids and I threw myself into photography and I really loved it I figured it out and because we had a lot of family back home in Australia I was taking a lot of photos and sending them home uh so when I came back to Australia I thought you know what I kind of liked that not working lifestyle (laughs) uh I did go back part-time in the Air Force but my photos were progressing and I decided to start offering that as a service. So I ended up growing a photography business. Um, I did families and kids, which is kind of the normal progression, but I actually ended up niching in boudoir photography. I don't know if you've heard of boudoir photography uh, before. Yes, yes. Uh, no, I've not had it. But, um, <laughs> it's taking off in Singapore. I've seen a few yeah. friends. They're beautiful. Yeah, it's a really beautiful niche. So I kind of saw it in the US. When I came back to Australia, I didn't really see a lot of, there wasn't really a market. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to choose this as a niche because I've learned about how niching can really help you grow your business. And it was absolutely true. I I grew a really successful boudoir photography business. I loved it. I loved my clients. And that kind of gave me the opportunity. I was making more money than in my, you know, my other jobs. So I was able to make that leap. But because we were military, my husband work you know we move a lot he got offered a job in the US and so at that point I'd started learning about online marketing 
Uh, and at first I was using it to grow my boudoir business, but because I knew that we'd probably end up moving, the idea of having a location-based business didn't really fit that plan because it would meant closing it down and restarting it every time we moved somewhere. So uh, in that space, I kind of looked around at opportunities again and thought, what isn't really being done in the space Uh, and there were a lot of online photography workshops but there was nothing that if I had a friend and she said Lou I just want to take good photos of my kids I have this camera there was nowhere I could say go here this will teach you what to do this is the very beginner first step and I was like you know what that's what I'm going to create and so that's how Click Club Grow was born. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. It's always a progression, isn't it? Where we yeah. we start, we never really ended up there. Now we become like the more we learn and we're like, hey, perhaps this is this is where um we find sort of like a niche for ourselves and a need yeah. out there. Like you you get had your friends asking your questions. So awesome. So that's how you started this um online photography school um designed to help moms, but why women and moms in particular? Yeah, that's a really good question because obviously, and people have said to me, why don't you just make it for everyone? Um, I think it was very much I was in that space of studying online marketing and digital marketing and seeing how powerful the messaging could be when it was really niched. So instead of just saying, hey, you can take great photos of birds and wildlife and, and your kids, I just made the messaging really strongly to be, you know, I was a mom. I wanted to take great photos of my kids. I found it really difficult to figure it out. Here's the way that I figured it out. It it just, you know, seemed to allow me to create a lot more content that was targeted and that, you know, the messaging really resonated a lot more than I think if I just started a generic for everyone kind of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's also what you were going through, right? Because you were probably more children and you totally get the need and and getting to the kids' level to take great photos is totally different from taking a steel object. That's um, so true. You started the business in um, 2013, so over six, seven years now, you've got yeah, students all over the world and a thriving community. So I want to know, um, did the student come first or the community that come first? So how, how did it all start? That's a really good question. So the students definitely came first. Um, I think I was really lucky. I had one of those launches where straight out of the gate, it just sold. I think our first launch, we sold about 123 places on the course. And I was very much that um, example of validate the idea and then write the course later. So that very first course, every week, I was like writing that lesson. (laughs) Weekly lesson. And you were just like, okay, that people are watching this now let me go prepare yes. the next one right yes awesome. totally so that was kind of how it came about and I don't know a lot has changed in the online space you know we used to do these big eight-week launches and um, back then Facebook had amazing organic reach so you know I could work with an influencer they would like do one post and I would just see the sales start coming in but it doesn't really work like that anymore <laughs> unfortunately um, and so I guess the community came about in a couple of ways and we use community in a couple of ways in our business. So um, the first is our community of students that we have. So we noticed that as people came through the course, we did the Facebook group and then we'd invite them to stay as part of our regular community after the course was finished. And we cultivated that 
you know, group of women. And because we made it a fun place and a supportive place that they could keep learning after the course had finished, they would tell friends about it and, and do referrals. Whereas if we had just let them take the course and disappear, we wouldn't have that strong word of mouth because we weren't nurturing those you know, relationships. Um, so that's in one way that we've really invested. And now that we have subsequent programs that people can go on and learn in our advanced course and our other creative workshops, we have a community of women We've already taken one of our courses. They stay engaged. We keep the group really active. And then, you know, they're, they're ready to, to join in our future programs. The other way we use a community is our free group that you were talking about. And so I guess that came about when, as we were launching, things started to change. You know, like Facebook reach became a lot lower. Um, the launches, I guess, weren't working in the same way that they always had. So one of the ways that we tried to adapt was starting a free online group so that we could attract people that we knew would be interested. We could build our profile in that group and make sure that we had that reach that we weren't getting, you know, that you used to be able to get on a Facebook page. So that's that kind of came about as one of those, you know how in marketing you experiment, you try things, you see what sticks. It was one of those. <laughs> Okay, so just so we're clear, you had two, or you still have two Facebook groups. So one for the paid students to continue mm -hmm. on their education and one free group. Yes, yes free yeah, group. Okay. that's right. So, how, so are, are the members of both groups the same people, you would say, or they're like totally different or they do, you do have um, people in both the groups? Mm -hmm. We have people in both the groups. So I guess ideally people join the free group they engage, they see our content, they decide to purchase the course, they come through, then they're a student, so then they belong. They also belong to the student group as well. And some people will post in both or some people after they become a student, they just come hang out and, you know, the paid, it's not a paid group, but it's, it's the students. Um, whereas some people stay really active in both, it's totally up to them. But because we run a lot of, it can work really well, so we run a lot of free events in the free group. So if we're doing a challenge, uh, like a photo challenge and we get people to share photos. It's great if the bigger community can see how amazing the photos are of our students and they're sharing because they think, wow, they've taken the course. Their photos are really great. That adds another layer of almost like testimonial or, um, you know, visibility of what they could achieve if they join the course. So we do try and, you know, get people to participate in the free one, even after they're a student. Ah, okay, that's that's a good idea. <laughs> um, and okay, that now I'm I'm sure that it is on a lot of people's mind. First of all, they don't even know what sort of content to put in a group to get people mm -hmm. engaged and asking questions. Let alone having two groups. So <laughs> you um, put the same content onto both, or you mm -hmm. have different content dedicated to each of the groups. Yeah, so we do have a little bit of overlap. I guess if we share a blog post, you know, I think one of the things, it can feel really scary. They're like, oh, I've got to create all this new content. It's always about repurposing and, you know, distributing your content in as many places as you can. So if we have a blog post, then, you know, you can share that in the groups. Um, with our student communities, one of the ways that we get people to engage is run challenges. So every two weeks, there's a challenge. People go and do that photo challenge. We pick a winner. You know, we share their photo on the blog and on social media to give them that kudos. Um, so that's something we just do in our, in our pay groups. And then in our free groups, I've experimented with so many different types of content. So people basically are there because they want to learn. 
And the goal of the group is to let them know who I am, let them know that I can help them and then build that relationship over time so that hopefully they say, yes, okay, I'm going to jump in. So when we do uh, each week, we do our favorite top 10 images from our students. We make that a blog post. So I would jump on live on a video and say, hey, everyone, I'm just checking in, you know, to share our favorite 10 images of the week and I will scroll through those photos. I'll talk about why I love them. Another uh, video content that I would do is critiquing images. So I would say to people, hey, I'm going to be live, you know, tomorrow, share a photo below that you would like to be critiqued. I'll pick five and then I'll do a video critiquing those videos. So people would share their photos and then join me for the video and I would share like tips, you know, to help them and critique photos to show what people are doing well, what people can do to improve. So again, it's a, it's helping them, like I'm giving tips, but it's also allowing them to see my teaching style um, and so they can get to know me a little bit more. So yeah, we and then just regular blog posts we put on, um, you know, a tool like Recur Post that will automatically just post them. So that's something that happens continuously. So every time we do a blog post, we just pop it into the feed and then they get regularly posted for people to see. Awesome. Great. So do you repurpose your, no, not repurpose. Do you reshare your blog post once or do you reshare it, say, every two or three months? Oh, so yeah, we do reshare them a lot. So we do have a content calendar. So we put out regular blog posts. I'm going to say, because I have a team that helps me. Don't think I do this all by myself. (laughs) I definitely have a content team that helps me. Um, And so that's why I don't know the exact answer of how many blog posts, but we have a Monday blog post and every second Wednesday blog post. And I think we may do a Friday once a month blog post. Um, so that's all fresh content. Then we recycle posts. What what we found, though, is because I've been blogging for five, six, seven years, when was 2013, <laughs> we have a lot of um, material. So yeah. what I do is when people join our mailing list, I have about nine months worth of emails that are the like the nurture sequence. Oh, so then, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Wow. So that's like, yeah, then you keep them engaged as soon as they join your, uh, um, get a lead, uh, what do you call that? A lead, uh, download a lead magnet from you that yes. automatically in your list and you keep them engaged. And obviously somewhere in between those emails, get them to join your Facebook group, get them engaged again over there, getting to know you and get them comfortable seeing you on videos. And eventually if they do want to step up in the photography game and yep. sign up for your course. Yeah. Um, so um, you were mentioning that you had a few um, more advanced course and more beginners course. So mm-hmm. how, how, how many products do you have at the moment? So we have two core products. So we have our enthusiast photography course, which is our beginner level course. And that's the course where we do pretty much all our marketing, mm-hmm. um, all our lead generation, all our opt-ins are focused on that beginner mum who wants to take literally it's you know people just want to take great photos of their kids so that's where the majority of our marketing is focused so that's our core product it's our eight-week online course then we have an advanced course which is kind of like our higher ticket course it runs for four months it has a lot of in-depth one-on-one support so for every you know time people share their photos our instructor team will really help them you know this is what you've done well this is where you can improve um live calls those kind of things and we run that twice a year whereas our beginner course runs every there's a new one running every month um and then a new product we've just introduced in the last 18 months are 
creative workshops. So they go for a month. We invite back one of our past students who's become, you know, really successful in a particular niche or they take beautiful photos and they will be our guest mentor for a month. We put together a program. Um, so we've been doing those and, and they're really fun because it's a new, like, specific topic. We've done macro flower photography and lifestyle baby photography and using beach light. So it's really a skill that people can think, oh, I really want to you know, practice that, learn from a different mentor. Um, so I think we've done about eight of those so far and we'll just, can, we run those every second month now. And those courses are aimed at our existing community. So that marketing is a lot more internal um, to students that have already taken our courses, whereas our beginner course is what all our external marketing is focused on. That's awesome. So you, you make sure that there's, um, there's a beginner course to get people engaged first to like, just, just to try it out first. And then once they get really into it, then they can step it up. And, and if they want to go niche, then you have your past students as your social proof testimonial. Yes. Come back and teach them in depth of what they want to know. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, and I, 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 and again, it's, it goes to show how you still include your past students as part of your community, right? And they will be bringing, um, now that they're expert in their own, own niche, they will be bringing, um, their, their audience into mm-hmm. your community. Yeah, totally. And look, it, it's not something, you know, like I said, I've been doing it for six, seven, seven years. Yeah. Um, which feels crazy. This is not something I had all figured out on day one and also there was a lot of resistance I was like just have your core product you know even the advanced I'm like who am I to teach advanced like I think it's normal we all have that resistance but the thing was people took our courses they loved them and then there was nothing else you know there was no reason to stay when a lot of our competitors had all these fun things for people to go do and they're like Lou we want to keep learning through you but you don't have anything next um so I definitely stepped out of my comfort zone and had to listen to the community around that side of, of developing, you know, different and, and other products for people to join in. Yeah, and that's the best way to develop products. Just listen to the community, <laughs> listen to what they want. So and true. if they want to just give it to them. That's so like, true. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like a bit of but hey, they want it. All right, I'll, I could do something. <laughs> and it sounds so easy, right? When we say it like <laughs> Yeah, it does. And, you know, not to forget, you're also a mom. So yeah, tell tell our audience how many kids you oh, have, their ages, yes. and, <laughs> and along, you know, creating products and engaging a community and building a team. So how, yes. how did that happen? So when did you That's first true. Start? Um, hire your first um, staff yes and then yes that grow because it sounds pretty massive now yeah well it's it's not massive but I am lucky I have an amazing team and look it is it's scary as well right like hiring people is definitely scary so I have um, two older girls they're 11 and 13 so they were they were my cute little models I guess when I was creating all the course content so people always laugh they see my girls at like four, five, six, and now they're, you know, almost teenagers. Um, so they're 11 and 13. And then when we moved to the US, I fell pregnant. And so we have a little boy who's four. Um, and so I guess for me, one of my first staff member or team member, she was with me from the very start. And I just reached out to her and I said, are you interested in helping with the instructor side and just helping me out with a little bit of content? And this is what I always say to people like, 
if someone helps you for an hour a week, that is a great place to start. It's not scary. It doesn't feel overwhelming. So that was seven years ago. She now works, you know, like 30 hours a week and is an integral part of our team. Um, I have someone who is my admin support. So they do emails, payment plan management, all the back end like tech, you know, kind of support. Um, she, they do a lot, but, um, that came about when I was in the U S and I was pregnant, I ended up having to come back to Australia because my dad had terminal cancer. So I grabbed my kids 30 weeks pregnant, flew back to Australia. It was all very dramatic, but in times like that, you have to get support for your business because it's just not possible. Um, so I've been working with a VA to handle all that, you know, for the last four or five years, I guess. And then as we they were always my core team and then as I've grown um, I brought on someone to run our Facebook ads so they're a really important part of our team and then I have an instructor team of four other women so as our courses have gotten bigger so to one of the things we pride ourselves on is actually giving amazing support to our students and I definitely can't do that all by myself so our instructor team is all past students that we've reached out to that have joined and become part of our team so um, I have you know, amongst that team, you know, between them, um, they create content, do all our social media, uh, do our email newsletters. Yeah. And then I have the regulars like bookkeepers and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, that's the team now. And again, slowly, slowly over time is how I built it. Hey there, I'm taking a short break to let you know that if you've been thinking of starting a business, but you just don't know where or how to start, or you've been in business for a while, but you're that frazzled entrepreneur trying to do everything, but your business is still not growing, here's the good news, my friend. I have a free webinar on thechillmom.com just for you because understanding the five necessary components to the foundation of any successful online business will save you years of agony, expensive mistakes and sleepless nights wondering why the heck you aren't seeing any results yet. So join me and register at michellehon.com slash passion to profit and discover the five pillars that all six and seven bigger businesses are built on. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. I think um, it's important for people to know that if, when you need help, you need help. And as totally. in no way you're able to do it all on your own, mums or not. Right? <laughs> Um, so yeah, and and the good thing is, I I suppose your team members are all remote as well. They're working from yes, home. yeah. So they're all mums as well. Um, they're all mums. They work from home. They either all of them have a background in photography, especially our students. So yeah, it's really nice to you know have them all. Like it, I, it's great to go see them. Sometimes I go. Some of them are in Melbourne, so I get to catch up with them a few times a year. But they kind of understand the flexible side of it, I guess, as well. Yeah. And yeah. I think people will be interested to get into the online space because of the flexibility and, and the fact that we can still have our business going at, you know, this time with this really, really <sighs> um, weird time in our lifetime, I suppose. But the, the blessing is that our business can still go on and everyone still has a job. 
Absolutely. Oh, and so I, I'm sure you were the same and lots of people when the, you know, COVID-19 first happened, that was my first thought was like, oh my God, like, how is it going to impact my business? But how am I going to keep paying my team? Like that was, you know, because I scary. support so many. Yeah. yeah, it is really scary. And so I've been really grateful. Thankfully, our business has been okay. Um, but the online space, it just makes it doable. Great, great. Thank you so much for coming on. And before you go, I would like you to share maybe like um, one nugget of tips that you'd like to share with our, you know, mom bosses growing the community out there. Yeah. I would just say, you know, the biggest thing that held me back and the biggest thing that, that I've had to overcome is just the lack of self-confidence, feeling like, who am I to do this? Or, you know, what, what qualifications or who's going to listen to me? But I think the biggest takeaway is, you know, even if you're sharing something that someone else is doing, you will be sharing it in a way that will resonate with people you know, who are hearing the message in the way that you deliver it. So don't let that fear, that imposter syndrome or that fear of who should you, because honestly, just do it. Like, yeah, I've, I've been in that place. And as long as you just keep showing up consistently, consistently, you are authentically trying to help people and give value, just keep doing it. Awesome. And where can our audience find you? Oh, yeah. So we have a free mini photography course for anyone that's thinking, actually, yes, I would like that. <laughs> Just head to clickloveguru.com. Uh, all our links to our socials and everything are on the webpage there. All right. We'll make sure to put it in our show notes and you Thank can find you. Ruth and get to know her more over there and perhaps join her community. I, I would actually go look you up right away. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for those who are watching or listening in if you like more videos like this go to michellehorn.com join our newsletter join our list you know that's what we always do when we build an online business get you to join our list and then you will not miss another episode of the chill Mom show thank you very much bye-bye